Hey everybody, it's Dan, English325. This is a solo brief podcast to go over the midterm exam. The midterm exam is scheduled for next Monday, October 19th. The exam will open on Blackboard um, at 12.40, the normal time that our class period starts, and the exam will close at 1.40. So you have an hour to complete uh, the midterm exam um, on Monday, October 19th. I will be available via email. I'll be on the computer during that time to iron out any technical difficulties, although I don't anticipate any. Last semester, everybody pretty easily was able to handle the interface and didn't have any connectivity issues um, whatsoever. So the midterm exam, in distinction to the final, consists of only one part. It usually, when I teach this class, consists of two, um, but because of the online nature of the, the class and the, the fact that the exam is online, um, there's only one part to this exam, and that is a, um, a, a series of short answer questions. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask you a series of questions that are based on the guiding questions that are posted on Blackboard and that we discuss in class. Um, Fifteen of these questions will be made available to you today on Blackboard. Ten of those 15 questions will be on the exam. So you need to study and be prepared for all 15 of these questions, knowing that only 10 of those questions will be on the exam. And if you look on Blackboard right now, as you're listening to this podcast, you'll see that there is um, a list of those 15 midterm short answer questions available for you to um, peruse as a study guide. And at the top of that document, you'll see that there's a rubric attached as well. So um, each of the 10 questions is graded out of three points for a total of 30 possible points. So if you um, get a three for uh, the answer to one of your to one of the questions, uh, that means that the answer is responded to the question completely with the level of sophistication and nuance that reveals a full understanding of the question's context and implications, and then we go down from there. Two responds well to the question, but misses an important or several important facets of the answer. One responds to the question, but does so in a really brief or really vague manner and shows really no understanding of context or implications whatsoever. Zero is you just haven't written anything or the thing that you've written is demonstrably false or has no relation to the question whatsoever. So of the 15 questions that are listed on this um, sheet, study guide, 10 of them will be on the exam. Of course, this is an online exam, so you are more than welcome to prepare in advance. In fact, when I teach this class in person, I allow everyone to bring in a index card, which they write all over in the smallest font possible. The idea behind this is that I don't really care when you learn this material. If you learn it on the spot when you're taking the exam and you demonstrate your knowledge of it, great. But if you want to study in advance and learn up everything in um, you know two or three days prior, I'm also very happy to have you do that as well. Really, the intention is to have you demonstrate that you've mastered the content not to have you demonstrate that you can memorize it all and regurgitate it back to me at a specified time. Right, so take advantage of the fact that you have a week to prepare. Take advantage of the fact that all of the lectures are posted as podcasts. Take advantage of the fact that all of the content is there for you to master and give yourself some time to study. 
um, for the exam prior to next Monday. So you might be asking yourself then, okay, um, can I get an example of a three, a two, and a one? And um, yes, you can. So if you go back to Blackboard in the midterm exam materials folder, you'll see that I have a sample question um, kind of posted as a PDF. This is a question that could have been on the exam, but that I took off because I wanted it to be a sample. So you'll see at the top of that document, a rubric, the same rubric, three, two, one, and zero. And then a sample question, what insights about her life in Puritan society has Mary Rowlandson gained as a result of her captivity? This is um, a question that we went over on the Friday where we talked about the third part of Mary Rowlandson's narrative. We had a really great discussion about um, that portion of the text. So I just gave kind of example answers for each um, point on the rubric. So zero, of course, I'm having a little bit of fun. Uh, has nothing to do with the question whatsoever, right? Broccoli cheddar isn't actually my favorite soup. Um, in any case, uh, 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 an answer that would give you one point is basically just a rehearsal of the question as asked that provides a little bit of an understanding of what um, we're talking about, but not very much more. So like an example of a one answer to this question would be something like Mary Rowlandson learns from her captivity that her opportunities in Puritan society are limited. You'll note that in that answer, the only word that is not a rehearsal of the question that's asked is the word limited. So you, if you're answering in this way, have some sense of what's going on, but you're really not able to put any meat on the bones, as it were. It's vague, and it doesn't provide any kind of understanding or context uh, beyond just the bare bones of the matter. Um, an answer that uh, receives two points is something like this. As a captive, Mary Rowlandson had opportunities that she wouldn't have had in Puritan society. When she returns to Puritan society, Rowlandson feels limited by the roles that she is expected to perform. So this provides a little bit more context. It reaches back to the day prior to kind of contextualize um, the question itself. It talks a little bit through uh, the opportunities that she has in Puritan, uh, the opportunities that she has in Native society that she doesn't have in Puritan society. And then it describes to us that she feels limited, not just that she feels limited, but she feels limited by the roles that she's expected to perform. So you have a pretty thorough sense of what's going on, but as you'll see from the answer that gets three points, you're missing some details and you're missing some implications, okay? So you have a pretty strong sense with a two-point answer of what's going on. You're able to answer the question faithfully and thoughtfully. You've clearly listened to the lecture and thought it through and taken some notes, but maybe you're just missing a detail or two. Maybe you didn't catch on to an implication of the discussion that we had, something that I focused on um, maybe briefly, but that was important to our understanding of what's going on in the text. So a three answer, right? An answer that responds to the question completely with sophistication and nuance would look something like this. Mary Rowlandson feels limited by the opportunities that she has in Puritan society, especially in comparison to the opportunities she had as a captive. However, Rowlandson's faith in God allows her to disregard these limitations because she is more concerned with her eventual salvation. Right, so that second sentence here is really important. What it suggests or shows to me is that you fully understood the implications of the question and the discussion we've had around the question in class. 
okay? That additional detail is a kind of higher order level of thinking that we touch on in class and that becomes really crucial to the broader picture of our discussion of the narrative. So that's what I'm looking for for a three-point answer. Now, it should be said that I don't expect anything of you that goes beyond the discussions that we have in class. You can kind of bring in more material um, than we discussed in class, but the intention here on the midterm is really for you to demonstrate to me that you've paid attention to and thought deeply about the guiding questions and taken account of and taken notes on the lectures and discussions that we've had over the course of the semester. So there's no expectation that you bring in kind of like outside material that um, buttresses the things that we said in class. All of the questions that are listed as possible um, questions to be placed on the exam are questions that we have discussed explicitly and um, in a really nuanced and focused fashion in class itself. The other thing to say about what you don't need to provide for these short answer questions is you do not need to provide direct appeals to textual evidence. Okay, You're going to have an opportunity to do that on the final when you write um, a concluding comparative essay. So there's going to be opportunities for you to kind of dig into the text and dig into the literature, qua literature, to do a little bit of close reading potentially. You of course do that on your response papers and you'll have an opportunity to do that on your final. but. For this exam, for these short answer questions, there is no expectation that you provide um, textual details to support your points. Okay, so I've gone over when the midterm is, October 19th at 12.40 until 1.40. Um, I've gone over what it consists of, 10 short answer questions. I've gone over how you will study for it. You will navigate to Blackboard today or later in the week. You will find the midterm short answer questions document that lists the 15 possible questions that will show up on the exam. And you can also navigate over to the midterm review document that provides you with a sample question and sample answers to allow you to orient yourself to exactly what my expectations are. You're also more than welcome to visit me during office hours later this week or to find me some other time that might work for both of us to discuss some of your answers. I should say though that I'm really not inclined to just have an office hours conversation with you where you basically ask me the questions and I rehearse the answers to you. So how that will unfold if you're interested in coming to see me is that you will have prepared and studied in advance and if there are particular questions that you're not quite sure of but that you think you almost know for certain, that's a type of thing that I'd be happy to help you with. I'm not going to kind of lead you through question by question and give you um, answers for, I hope, obvious reasons. So I think that's all that I have to go over the midterm. If you have any questions for me, of course, I'm always available via email. As all of you know, um, I'm also available via office hours, uh, Mondays and, and Fridays. And um, just be in touch. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, and uh, good luck on the exam. Please let me know if I can do anything in the interim. Um, if you have any questions that you want to bring up during our classes about the exam, I'd be happy to field them as well. Um, but this is meant to provide you, everybody, even folks who um, maybe are sick or are not showing up every time around, 
Um, it's meant to provide everybody with a kind of solid and firm grounding for the expectations of the exam and what it's going to look like. So in any case, thank you all uh, very much for listening. I will see you in class very soon. Bye.